What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Questionable for Sunday. You're kicking off week five of the season now. Uh, coming up 17 weeks this year, so um, not quite a quarter of the way through the season, but coming up on it here with week five. Excited to bring you guys in our podcast. As always, joined by the commish, Connor. How you doing this week? I'm doing all right, man. We got a great show today. Great show. I'm really excited to talk to our special guest today. Really looking forward to it. A big hype. Yeah, a lot of hype. So many questions. The special guest. Uh, we've kind of declared multiple times on this pod that maybe the perennial league favorite here in the EIG, uh 2021 season. We got Spencer joining the show. Spencer, good to have you back. What's going on? What up, guys? Uh, yeah, I figured it's about time to get on the pod because, you know, what's the point of a virtual BJ? Got to get in person, right? You know, so <laughs> you guys are going to S my D the whole time. I got to, I got to, I got to be here for it. So, yeah, what I find is that if, uh, if me and Eric talk about team a lot, then that person always wants to come on the, the pod all of a sudden. It's great. I'd say it's a good strategy. For sure. You know, we got to, we got to get people wanting to come on the podcast somehow. So, uh, I put the team one, one way to do it. Uh, I'll just start, I'll just start with kind of a the easy question here, Spencer. You know, we've we've said it multiple times. Like we said, how does it feel kind of having that strong top of the line, you know, kind of league favorite team this year so far? Obviously, we're early in the season; a lot could happen. But right now, you're looking real good. Yeah, it feels pretty lucky, man. Uh, I mean, I've obviously had a few good draft picks in terms of like the receivers that worked out. Uh, some of them, which I traded away to Joe. So, which I mean. I'm not against the trade. Uh, it ended up working out well, well, out well for both of us. But uh, yeah, no, it feels good. It's uh, surprising for sure. I would say, definitely, uh, definitely the best word I would use to describe it. Now, yeah, I feel like dude. your team is so strong that, and I feel like if you if anything besides winning the championship would be a failure for you this season. Like your team is just that good. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I'm tr- I'm trying to get, not to get too like hyped up about it right now but yeah that's definitely kind of how i feel as well it's uh it's i'm gonna have to be one of the teams going for the championship if for it to be a successful season i mean yeah for for me you're the consummate favorite and so we could probably just chalk you in as league winner right now and anything else would happen well then that would just be a total disaster hey let's let's just chop it up now man i'm i'm, I'm down that's the court let's uh I'll go, let's, go. Let's i got my uh venmo uh, let's do it let's pay out. let's make these payouts go well, let's go let's get that uh let's get that vanguard fund sent over uh asap i think <laughs> so i get that drawing sent in for, to curtis so we'll see all hopefully hopefully your drawing looks better than mine uh strong draft you mentioned also been active in the trade market. Well, let's let's start with the draft here. S- some similar picks for you this year. You went back to with the Chubb Hunt combo. You went with Kyler Murray again. But uh, so obviously that was kind of a strategy for you. What else going into the draft was kind of your overall strategy? Uh, basically, it was just getting those guys specifically. Um, and I was thinking I had to get. I I kind of knew people were not going to value quarterbacks correctly. Uh, so. I don't know. I felt kind of bad. I maybe, I maybe could have intimated that to other people a little bit more, but I, I was, I was. Uh, you shouldn't to feel be honest, bad at I, all. Eric should I, feel I, bad. I want, I wanted to win. Let's be serious. Don't uh, feel bad. No, no, no. That's Eric's job. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I was kind of aware of that, so I figured I was going to get some QBs late. Uh, in terms of the draft, like I, I kind of, I got two cheap QBs late, but uh, Joe ended up making it kind of a, a full. 
made things work out fully by trading me Rogers, so that it kind of uh, got my starting QB a little better as well. So yeah, yeah that was being out. Yeah. That was a big deal. Like uh, it was like 15 minutes after the draft, you had to deal with Joe. I think it was Tyreek, Debo, and Russell Gage for Aaron Rodgers, Joe Mixon. I think there was another player throw in. I don't think he's on your team anymore. The Chiefs receiver, whatever his name is, Demarcus Robinson or something like that. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. But yeah, kind of walk us through kind of how that all came together. What you were thinking at the time when when with the deal with Joe? Yeah, did that text for the deal go out while people were still drafting? Like, were you still in the lobby? on ESPN, the draft lobby. Oh, we were still we were still in the auction, Joe. <laughs> we were still we were still bidding for bidding on players. Uh, <laughs> and Joe sent me a text saying that I'm probably gonna. Have, I mean, at that point, Joe knew, right? He had like yeah a bunch of one dollar receivers and all those running backs. So it's like he he kind of knew I'm gonna be making a trade with somebody. So uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how it, how it all started. Was that he was he was immediately looking, and we were kind of going back and forth and. Just so happened I had that many receivers that kind of worked out where uh, it got, I, I like getting mixed in. That was good to have a kind of a little more depth at running back. Obviously, you can never really have too much. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the thought process behind it. Um, and then, obviously, you know, I, I, I knew I, I would probably be able to get by with Carr and Bridgewater as like a, between the two of them getting one QB, but I felt a lot better with having Rodgers instead. So, um, yeah, that was kind of my view on it. No, um, I, I hear you, man. I mean, I'm looking at your team, and you were able to get – so Chubb is the 11th running back right now overall in points. Hunt's the 6th. You basically cornered the Browns' running game, and it's working out really well. Kyler Murray, you also drafted number two quarterback overall. You also drafted Noah Fant for $4. He's the 8th overall tight end. I know tight ends have been pretty crazy this year outside of Kelsey Waller, uh, and Waller. Um, Man, you had a pretty solid draft all the way around. You got Chris Godwin, right? So I didn't actually draft Godwin. I you got traded him right? with Amac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was in. Uh, he was in the deal with Amac. Yeah. With, so, you, uh, so you traded away Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro. Any regrets about that? Uh, you know, I like I, I like Hunter Renfro a lot. To be honest with you, uh, no, regrets. I mean, I, I feel like I, I got a better the better end of the deal. So no regrets. Uh, but uh, I really do honestly like Hunter Renfro. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer seeing him go because it's, it's nice to have the points every week, right? He's, uh, I think he's like 22nd wide receiver, 22 last I checked. So he's up there with I, I, he's as far as points scored. I think he was uh, just above, or he's just below DeAndre Hopkins and uh, just above. Goodness, let me check it. I want to see Ridley. Probably, I think you, so. yeah, he's definitely Calvin Ridley. Wow. Yes, so, Calvin, Calvin Ridley is just above. Yeah. I think you so, picked him up yeah. off waivers too. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well for me. I was, I was pretty lucky on there too. So, it's just the targets, right? I mean, like he's he's never gonna go out and get you a bunch of big plays, but he's gonna catch a bunch of balls on third down and maybe score a touchdown. So, yeah. Yeah, the trade, the trade almost worked out big for Amac. The Monday night game was exciting to see in the, like the first half, the Raiders couldn't do anything on offense. It looked like Amac had no chance. And it was like back to back drives. Walt Carr throws touchdowns to. Red for Owen Waller, and he's like right back in it. Um, yeah, that's he obviously came up short against Hobie, but uh, it was exciting to see. Um, but Spencer, it's good to have you on, man. You've been it's been a great year for you, active like trade wise and everything like that. So excited to have you on the podcast and uh, get your thoughts on some additional things here. Um, let's quickly 
just review everything that went down in week three here. Um, take a peek at the scoreboard real quick and recap our matchups. As I'm behind here, should have had this up earlier. No, no, it was week four, by the way. Week four, sorry. Yeah, we're, uh, we're advancing through that. We're a quarter, almost a, actually a little over a quarter, I guess. Right, it used to be 16, now it's 17. But yeah, man, I mean, just feels like it's, we're just blasting through the season. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Connor, big win for you last week. You get the huge night uh, from Austin Eckler on Monday. Uh, one, 28 points from him. Mike Williams got you like two points, so he didn't hold up his end of the bargain, but it didn't matter. 126.6 to 122.8 over Jerry. Hovey beats AMAC. We mentioned that. The near comeback from AMAC in the second half in the Monday night game, but he falls to Hovey 149.2 to 142.7. Uh, Spencer dominates Tristan. 144.4 to 82.4. I feel like that's our this is that just sounds like our lowest score of the season so far. I don't not this is off the top of my head here. I don't think we've had any lower scores than that. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Um Chris falls to Jordan, 148.5 to 119.1. Uh I beat Curtis 119.1 to 100.5 in a massive week f- from Joe. I think I don't remember. Again, off the top of my head, this has probably got to be the scoring record for Iyechi. Obviously, yeah, it was going to come yeah, this year with the two quarterbacks, but 233.3 points for Joe. To Ben had a good week, 140.7, but uh, it didn't really matter how good Ben's team did because of, of Joe's performance here. Yeah, um, Joe's team went off. That was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just kind of took some notes, notes and nuggets here from, from uh, week four. Uh, Joe started the week started the week as the lowest scoring team and has now jumped up to fourth in points scored after the two hundred thirty three point three point performance. Uh, Joe had the number one scoring player Tyree Kill, number four scoring player Cordell Patterson, number five Debo Samuel, and number six Matt Ryan. So non quarterback, he had the top three scoring players of the week. Uh, his non quarterback, so wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. Uh, combined for 12 touchdowns, which is absurd. I think he had three from Tyree Kill, hit two from Barkley. Debo Samuel had two, I think, two or three. I think two, yeah. Two. Uh, just a massive week from Joe. I feel like, uh, you know, two weeks ago or even last week, we would have said Joe's maybe in that bottom tier of teams. Now he's jumped up from last in points to fourth in points. I kind of posed a question for both either of you here. Is Joe's team back? Is he in contention? Or did he just have one unbelievable week? Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. What do you think on this one? I don't know. Is uh, Sauron back from the dead after we threw the ring into Mountain Doom? I hope not, dude. I really hope not. But I'm a little concerned that he might be. Spencer, what are you thinking? I don't know. I changed my name from Joe's team sucks, and immediately Joe's team goes off, so... (laughs) I think you need to change your team. I don't know. Change it back. I don't know. The crazy thing was Joe's team. He lost. Garoppolo at halftime, right? So, like, he had. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. And that, I don't know, that was a pretty impressive show. For yeah, trending to the future, if Joe can get good QB play, his team will be decent. But these are kind of terrible, right? So it's just whether or not they can actually he can get he can get two QBs out of the four that he has. So. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point, right? I mean, he scored two hundred thirty-three points in his his uh, second quarterback got taken out at halftime. Like that's ridiculous. 
you know? Yeah, I think Trey Lance had like 20-something points after halftime, too. So yeah. Maybe uh, yeah. Hoping, hoping that'll help Tristan a little bit. But. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it, too. Like, the quarterback is just kind of like the real holdup for Joe. I mean, Matt Ryan probably had his best game of the season. But his second quarterback, Jimmy G, who knows uh, what's going to happen there as far as Trey Lance or his injury. Uh, Big Ben is uh, calling him a shell of himself is like not doing it justice. He's like, I feel like he's got to be on his way out the door of being in the NFL. It's not, not good. Yeah. Two is injured. He'll be back. But I mean, who knows what you're going to get from him. I wouldn't say he looked great when he was playing this year, but um, yeah, 12 touchdowns. It's not going to, you know, six, six touchdowns would be a great week. Half of that. And like, uh, yeah, I just don't, you know, you just can't really count on that on a week, week by week basis to touchdowns. So, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, I wouldn't say Joe's team is title contending. You know, he's, I don't, he's not, I wouldn't, he's not the lowest scoring team in the league. I don't think he's that bad, but maybe somewhere in the middle. Um, we've talked about Chris's team this year, kind of his bad luck with who he's gone against. Um, he's had good weeks, but hasn't been able to get a win just because of the teams. Everyone he's faced has done really well. Just looking at it, Chris's opponents have scored at least 140 points in every matchup this year. Um, the league average is 136 so far. So I guess if you're looking for like a target score, that would be your target score you want to get um, to be above average. Uh, ben, well, because of Joe's monster week, Ben has the most points scored against now. His opponents are averaging 156 points a game. Um, that's obviously skewed by the monster week by Joe, but you know, still kind of crazy thinking about. I'm on the other end of this, the the uh, the scale there. I have the fewest points against by far. Uh, my opponents are averaging 112 points per game. Lame. So, we got to pick it up, boys. <laughs> 156 points a game on average against uh, Ben, and pretty close to that for Chris because Chris is not too far behind Ben. 112 for me. Uh, when do you guys think Chris will get his first win? I think he's facing Joe this week. Uh, Tristan the week after, I feel like, is the one Ooh. you probably have circled on your calendars. Um, a nice win opportunity for Chris, but, uh, you know, when's it going to stop? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't think I, I don't think he's going to go uh, winless. I don't. I think his team's got to win one game. So I think it's I don't I don't know I think it's gonna be against someone that we don't expect like maybe the game after Tristan or two weeks after he'll play someone who's decent and his guys are just gonna go off that's my guess. Yeah, I feel I like know. yeah the Tristan game I feel like oh well, who knows if Trey Lance is the starter that definitely gives a big up to Tristan seeing me as that second quarterback McCaffrey's coming back but uh so we'll have to see what uh, with Lance. Yeah, Lance makes all the difference in the world on that one. Uh, I mean, I feel, I feel like I feel like Chris's teams have been all in every. He scored a lot of points in every game. I think he's had over 140 in most of the games. So uh, I don't know. He, he'll he'll probably he'll. I, I think I have him winning this week. To be honest with you, if I if I don't want to get to get ahead of ourselves to get to the picking uh, section, but I think I have him winning this week. So ooh, I like it. I like one it. last cool. nugget. This may be a highly contested one here. So Connor rostered both Carolina and Rams D last week. Uh, Carolina was the lowest scoring player in fantasy, negative seven points, and the Rams D was negative four. Not the second lowest. Davis Mills was second lowest. He scored negative 4.4 points for Ben's. He was 11 for 21 for 87 yards and four interceptions. Jeez. So a nice game there for Davis. Uh, we talked about this last week. Spencer was 
brought up in conversation last week around this topic because um, Connor thought I was texting him, but it was Spencer. Uh, is Connor sabotaging his team by being a point chaser? And I feel like uh, this example here is textbook of Connor being a point chaser, sabotaging his own team. Uh, he started Carolina defense against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, Connor, he, he looks at the first three weeks, he sees, oh, Carolina Panthers, number five overall defense, averaging 9.7 points a game. But wh- why would you start them when they're facing the Cowboys? Uh, you know, a high, very high-powered offense. I would, I would find it hard to believe that there would be any fantasy football rankings that would have had Carolina defense in the top 15 defenses of last week. There was plenty of defenses, better options. You could have picked up on waivers, bidding for waivers, or for free after the fact. Uh, walk walk me through this decision, Connor. I'm curious to get inside your mind here. That's not something I usually want to say, but I'm I want to hear hear what was <laughs> what was going on in this decision to start the Panthers defense. Um, well, that's that's a that's a tough one to answer. Uh, I I fucked up. Honestly, I just made a big mistake. Uh, I I like to uh, well, first of all, I saw that the Rams got dropped. Um just the other week, and I picked them up because I know historically they're a good defense. The problem, though, is they have a couple of really bad matchups upcoming, i.e. this week they play the Seahawks. Um, and I think they play a couple other teams after that. Like, they played Arizona last week, Seahawks. So, but then again, they played, like, the Giants in Detroit and Houston all in a row. So I knew I wanted to grab the Rams for that future run, and I, I already had the Panthers. And I was like, well, they're playing Dallas. Panther was like the second overall defense before this past week. I'll be fine. I fucked up because I didn't check the Panthers' schedule. The first three weeks, they played the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. So I feel like any average defense would do well against all three of those teams, right? So their stats are clearly overinflated by their weak schedule, and I totally didn't pick up on it until like midway through Sunday. And so, yeah, man, it was, it was a tough one. So I take the L on that. And, I mean, it almost cost you the game, a close game with Jerry. The negative seven points uh, really killed you. But, you know, I feel like I didn't bring it up on other podcasts. I feel like this isn't the first time a situation like this has happened. Uh, you nearly lost against Hovey the week before. And I feel like you started, like, Braxton, Berrios. You chased the points there with Berrios over some uh, very obviously higher quality options on your bench that, that nearly cost you. You know, I feel like this... This this theme happens often, hence why uh, me and Spencer like to bring it up to you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's incorrect, though. So going into uh, the first three weeks of the season, Braxton Barrios had 21 targets. I'm a big target chaser when it comes to wide receivers. Now, the problem, though, is that uh, I think it was the uh, oh, it was week three. So going into week three, he had 18 targets. So he's averaging nine targets a game. Um, Denver is a good defense though. And that's the game that Zach Wilson, I think threw four interceptions and just shit a complete brick or it was two. I think he threw two month through and four against the Patriots. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. Also, Jamison Crowder came back and they're in the, both in the slot. So, you know, sometimes you try to play guys, you think they're going to play well and then they suck. You know what I'm talking about, Spencer? You probably don't even know what this is like, Spencer. Your team is by far the top of the league and is by all means projected to win the championships. You probably have no clue what my little uh, conundrums that I have are. Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's nice it's, it's a nice from on high up here to to see the problems of the peasants for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is definitely new for me. I'm like <laughs> it's not like I'm used to having teams that are good. Let's be serious. Last year, my team was I I didn't spend like twenty dollars on my budget. And I lost Marlon Mack week one. So I don't know. I'm uh. 
I'm in no 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 position to uh to say anything really. Yeah, the one thing I'll say I'll say two more things about that. Number one though is that even though the Panthers obviously stuck it up against the Cowboys, I, I mean I thought the game was actually pretty fun to watch. Um, it was a pretty close game. They do have a couple uh really nice juicy defensive matchups upcoming in the next couple of weeks, which is why I picked them up early. Um, second thing I wanted to say, though, is that because this is the second time someone's bringing up the word peasant this week in the EIG. Hovey dropped that uh, earlier. The word peasant is actually derived from the 15th century French word paysan, which means one from the pays or the countryside. So there you go. It's like paysan? Isn't that like a Italian thing? Uh, I'm sure they're similar. I, what's a paysan? It's not like a, something that we eat. I thought that's what Italian people call each other in New York. Oh, they're like, hey, what's up, Bison? Like a Bison. I don't, even, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really don't know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Do we have anyone in the league who's Italian we could ask? Resident Italian expert? I don't think so. I don't but, think so. But, I mean, speaking about Carolina defense, they just picked up uh, Stefan Gilmore today, so. Yeah. Might Looking be a good, a uh, might, might end up working out well for you. Yeah, I'm not so sure how I feel about that just yet. You know, obviously, Bill Belichick would rather get rid of someone early than late, right? And I know that Gilmore, he's, he's 31, he's coming off an injury. We'll see. We'll see with that. But could be nice. Could could be awful, though. Definitely sends a good message to the players. They are uh, they were talking about uh, being in win-now mode, so that, that's got to feel good. Yeah. Uh, for the Panthers, for unfortunately, sure. Unfortunately, my fantasy team is not in win-now mode. Uh, tanking for the future. Tanking for uh, future keeper picks. Trust the process. I feel you on the Braxton Bears thing. No, I did have to start Nick Westbrook Ikhine or whatever his name is this week because uh, I was pretty decimated at receiver. You know how to say his name? Ikhine, is that right? I don't. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, no idea. Sounds like he could be like one of Walt Disney's favorite players. I thought you were going to make a balls joke. Make me say something about testicles. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on here. Let's, uh, we've had enough of this. Uh, Who else was I going to play besides Braxton Berrios? The only person would have been, what, LaVisca? I think that was uh, the first. Or Marquez Callaway. Callaway, yeah. Callaway doesn't have the targets. LaVisca had a re- like, I don't know what happened in the Denver. I think Denver's just really good defense. Um I think that's a common theme. It's hard to it, – I feel like one of the hardest things in fantasy is predicting – I'm not even in fantasy, but even in just in real football is predicting who's going to have good defenses before the year starts. I feel like it always is switching. Very hard to tell. There's a lot of players involved, right? So it's hard to tell yeah. they all gel together. And I had the Rams defense. I dropped them, and I was kind of hoping since they had some tough matchups that no one would pick them up and I'd be able to scoop them for that kind of three-game or two-game stretch you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But – you were all right. There's nothing more, nothing I love more than stashing a defense. Exactly. Let's uh quickly go through our our favorite moment of the week. I called it the "Pull Me Out on the Dance Floor" award as a shout out to Urban Meyer um, like for his activities he took part in this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the alternate angle on the camera. Have you? I I did actually. I I saw a lot of comments about booty holes. Um, and so I was like, what's that all about? And then I saw, cause I just, from the video I saw, I didn't see no booty hole. Then I saw that alternate view. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty interesting stuff. First I was, was like, there, was there, was there a viewable booty hole? Mm. Or not visible, viewable. Not visible, visible booty hole, hole, but over the, over the pant booty hole tickling. Let's just say. Ah, fair. Yeah. At first, the original angle, I was like, Urban, what are you doing, man? Why do you got your hands covering 
the area that she's trying to get at. But then he's the that married angle, man. But then the alternate angle <laughs> sh- sh- showed you the real reason yeah. why. So shouts out to Urban. <laughs> Shout out to Urban. Uh, what's the over? Hey Spencer, what's the over under on how many weeks Urban Meyer lasts in the NFL from today? Let's go with. Uh, I mean, by the end of the year, so maybe like six. Okay, six. Yeah. So either basically, you're saying either he gets fired, you know, in the next couple of weeks, or they're just going to give him the courtesy of uh, staying around for the end of the year. I feel like they wouldn't, though. I don't know. I, I feel like the stuff coming out of that uh, that locker room is not painting a good picture of what's going on. Not a lot of good locker room talk. The Jacks. Yeah. Jack's locker. You would think, you know, a good locker room talk after seeing that alternate angle. Yeah, I that's feel like good, that's yeah. a good locker room talk. You think like you're ready for some high fives, you know, maybe a couple fist bumps, but uh, apparently, sniffs. yeah, a couple sniffs. Those Jaguar players, they don't really appreciate the booty hole as much as Urban. <laughs> <players>. <laughs> yeah, we know. They're not fans, apparently. They're not fans. <laughs> Urban Meyer, booty hole guy. Uh, Big booty hole guy. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. What was your kind of what was your moment of the week? What's one thing you wanted to highlight from this week? Uh, yeah, my so my moment of the week. Uh, it's not about. I mean, it's kind of about fantasy, but I think we all watch football. I would say most of us. I, I don't think Chris does. I mean, the guy doesn't even listen to the, to the podcast when we tell him that we're gonna get twenty four bucks. No clue. Um, Chris, if you're listening, ask for your money. We'll pay you. But until you ask, man, I'm holding on to this thing. I might even put it in a mutual fund. But I do watch football. And I usually watch it uh, – historically, I've watched it by myself. Um, and then recently, I've, tr- I've started to watch some uh, Red Zone with, like, a group of guys. But this weekend, I was actually out of town. I was in Bend, Oregon with my family. So I watched football with my dad, which he's not a football fan. He – I think the, probably the last Super Bowl he watched might have been when the Bucks won in, like, 2002. I mean, it's been a long time. And probably my favorite part of the weekend was just watching him watch football because he thinks he knows everything, but he doesn't. And then he also thinks that if it ball hits you in the hand as a receiver, you got to catch it. And then whenever anyone makes a mistake, he has to remind the entire room that they're millionaires. You know, he's like, this guy gets paid millions of dollars to not catch the ball. I could do that. I'm like, nice. There was one point in the Sunday night game um, where I want to say like a, a Bucks player caught the ball and like barely got his feet in bounds. And I was like, nice catch. And he's like, oh, he's definitely out of bounds. They're going to – he's out of bounds. There wasn't even like a review. No challenge was thrown. It was called in bounds. Everyone agreed, and they moved on to the next play. And he kept on bringing up how that guy was out of bounds like three plays ago. I'm like, I think he was in bounds. So if you have a chance to watch football with my dad, you should take it. That's Pop how Connor's dad. Papa McHugh. Shout out to Papa McHugh. Spencer, you got something you want to highlight from this week? Just uh, excited for Tristan to finally have a second quarterback, to be honest with you, potentially. I mean, I guess the, the, it's still up in the air with the injury, but uh, I don't know. I was feeling genuine pity for him as far as uh, not having any players that were, like, worth anything. So it, this this maybe at least makes the team sort of competitive. If he can do anything like what he did in the second half of last week's game. So. I mean, how do you guys feel about his performance? Obviously, fantasy-wise, it was great, but, like, he had the the busted play touchdown. Like yeah. anyone could have made that throw. It's like seventy five yard touchdown he got for free. Um, obviously, rushing the ball, he looked pretty good. He led like a drive at the end of the game. The game was kind of over at that point, but it was. I mean, it was a solid drive. Uh, 
I can't remember who they who are the Forty ers playing this week. I feel like it's a. I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty decent opponent. I don't know. Maybe at the week let's the game play, plan. Uh, let's see. They are playing. Oh, I don't actually have on my team anymore. Let me take a look. I don't have any other my Man, teams. look at this. We didn't do our research. They're playing Arizona. They're playing the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, they're gonna need a lot of points in that one. Um, I don't. Know, I feel like yeah. I don't know. Maybe Trey Lance just be one of those guys. Who, like fantasy wise, will be a lot better quarterback than maybe real life. Yeah, I. So he's still a rookie. He has hardly played. So I was maybe impressed. Really jump to conclusions with with his play. Did you guys watch the Seahawks game? I did. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he did. He didn't really play that well at all. He had, at one point he had like eighty five. He was like four of like fifteen for eighty five yards, and seventy five of that was that blown coverage play to Debo. And then basically the rest of it, the Seahawks had been leading for so much they just played prevent defense. Um, but then again, he also just got thrown into the fire, right? So maybe with a week yeah. of prep, he would be, be way more prepared. So we'll have to see. I also agree with Spencer's sentiment, though. It's nice to see Tristan get a second quarterback. Yeah, with the Russian sure. quarterback, I mean, it's, it almost doesn't even matter like how good they yeah. are. Right, they're going to get the one part of it. Yeah, and the fact that it just is worth more of the fact that they're running it. It's Yeah, 100%. My highlight was... Uh, that picture that Tristan photoshopped and posted of the wood on bed guy with Joe's face on it. <laughs> that was classic. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. On the, on the toilet. That was, uh, that was, you know, one of the better uh, meme posts in the Discord of recent memory. So, again, shout double shout out to Tristan here. You know, whenever that, that picture one. gets posted in uh, on the Discord, um, I feel like I always like look over my shoulder to make sure no one's like behind me and looking at my phone. And like every time it happens, like oh shit, anyone there? Like goddamn, because man, that's a that's a tough pick, and it's big, man. It takes up your yeah. whole phone. Oh yeah, that is massive. I feel like if you haven't seen that picture at this point, though, like I mean, come on. Yeah, where have you been? You just haven't been on the internet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good point. Uh, but that's gonna do it here for uh, week four. Here, let's move on now. Get into the rest of the beginning of week five here. But first, uh, no, a very important player to us, Miles Sanders. We need to get a medical update. Um, still early in the week, but Con- Connor, what do you got for us? So I have breaking news. Miles Sanders is still not on Cameo. And I'm also hearing that he does not have COVID. Back to you, Eric. Good to know. We need to get, need to get Miles back on Cameo. Maybe during the season he's got, you know, Bigger things to focus on, like getting two carries on Monday Night Football. Yeah, he, it was. he's so focused on losing rushes to Kenneth Gainwell that he's not, no longer on cameo. Uh, and Connor, the Vanguard 500. I feel like it's this has uh, maybe been a better week here for your uh, for your funds. Give us the update. Yeah, so for those of you keeping track at home, I know you all have it down on a calendar and you're tracking this 500 index as I am. So I'll give you guys a quick moment to grab your Sharpies and your pieces of paper. Okay, so this week, Vanguard 500 index uh, ended at 401. Sorry, I shouldn't say this week, I should say today. Ended at 401 and 22 cents, which means my initial investment of $1,200. Sorry, our initial investment of $1,200, although I'll be taking all the gains and the loss, is now worth $11.67.55. So I'm currently down $32.45. However, we'll bounce back. We'll be all right. 
uh, yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, some better days uh, for the Vanguard moving forward for uh, for Connor's sake. Uh, let's get into the waiver review here. Connor, I'm going to lead. have you lead this a little bit here as I try to figure something out real quick. No worries. Okay, so I actually am not looking forward to talking about waivers at all this week. Um, but we'll go into that in a sec. So the big bid was Alex Collins. Eric got him for 44 The next bid was $5 from Curtis. So a little bit of an overpay there. Um, I would love to ask Eric's opinion on the matter, but he's de- deposed. Spencer, what do you think I can of... give my opinion. Oh, here you go. Okay, what's up, Eric? Uh, you know, I didn't even have a bid in for Alex Collins until like late, later last night. Uh, I was just looking at my team. Saw that Chris Carson had this little questionable. Or I was on Twitter or something. I saw that Chris Carson was questionable with a neck injury. Uh, he didn't practice on Tuesday, so I was like, "Well, that's concerning." Considering that the Seahawks play on Thursday night this week against the Rams, um, and I have Chris Carson on my team, so I was like, "Well, I want to have Alex Collins as that option." Alex Collins also looked pretty good last week against the 49ers. Uh, him and Chris Carson basically shared snaps. So, um, obviously some value if Carson is hurt, maybe some value even if Carson's healthy, but, um, obviously it would have been nice to know I didn't have to spend $44. I could have just bid $6 and got him, but I just, I I thought there would be more bids on him considering how well he looked against the 49ers and kind of Chris Carson being questionable, but, um, maybe that, maybe Chris Carson being questionable has kind of flew under the radar yesterday and, um, I didn't need to bid that much, but. I'm still happy I got him. What do you think about $44 for uh, Alex Collins, Spencer? He was obviously more than he wanted to pay, but I mean, I understand thinking that there was going to be more people bidding on him. Um, I honestly didn't even notice that he, that uh, Carson was injured. So I might've potentially put a more bid in if I had known that, but um, yeah, I, I understand thinking that more people would have been bidding. Well, I mean, yeah, Spencer, your team's so good. Like, you could probably just ignore waivers the rest of the year, you know. And you probably. To be honest with you, that's 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 legitimately what happened this week. I was like, uh, you know, these guys are okay, but I was just screw. I don't even care. So, <laughs> but, but it, didn't, it didn't bother. That's really funny. Um, all right, so I got to be honest. I uh, I actually was gonna pick up Alex Collins last week. Um, so I was trying to make a trade to get rid of, uh, open up a uh, a roster slot, a bench spot. Uh, and then I kind of was just like, ah, the trade kind of fell through. And I didn't like him anyone else, like, didn't like him anyone that I already had. And so I was like, whatever. Of course, he has a great game this past weekend. Chris Carson gets hurt. So I totally fucked up my own waivers. Um, and I put all my bids in, but I didn't put the dollar amounts. I basically just put them in, like, an order. And then I was going to go back through and update them, and I forgot. Because I probably would have also bid a lot higher for Alex Collins. I don't know if I would have gone over 44. So, Eric, I think you probably still want to clear on that. But I think it's a really good pickup, and uh, we all should have bid more for that. That's just my own personal problem, though. Uh, yeah, one thing I want to say, just totally unrelated to this wave report, but there's something that, that kind of happens. I feel like I come across a lot. I feel like there's got to be a better way on ESPN or one of these sites to like do the waiver bidding process as as far as like how you enter it. Because I feel like, for me personally, there's a lot yeah. of times where like if I I have like one player I've maybe bid a, a big bid for at the top, like the Elijah Mitchell week, I had a big bid on Mitchell. And then, like, if if that bid doesn't go through, I then have, like, multiple bids underneath that that maybe involve, like, the same player being dropped or something like that. I feel like sometimes, like, if you wanted to have it set up, ideally, you'd have to, you have to put in, like, 10 
10 plus waiver bids just to have it all like uh work out correct just depending on how you do your bids i yeah, feel like yeah. I, I don't know what the i don't know what the optimum way is but i feel like i don't know if other apps uh i, I also just, unrelated to this uh yeah all we can get on this point first and i have another point i want to make okay yeah well we literally this podcast is just for you to say your points eric so no problem there <laughs> i mean this is what i'll say i think you have a great point i think that it's really shitty how each way each like bid is an individual person and then an individual drop what they need to do is go where like basically you just bid for the players on your on waivers like in a little list without doing any drops and then having a yeah. drop list and then you put all the players you're willing to drop and then and then the order at which you'll drop them right and so it's like well i'm willing to drop three 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 play uh, these three players right in this particular order and then i'm gonna make four bids though right now it's possible you don't get those bids maybe you only get two so you drop the first two but that would clear so many things up because i've had the same issue where i'm thinking to myself like actually i could make 15 bids here of every possible outcome of like well i wanted him at this price didn't get him but what if he, i get him at this price and drop this person like it's a little bit convoluted i would say um spencer you're you're a a, a veteran of fantasy do you think there's a better way to do waivers than espn um silent auction you know i couldn't tell you if there was uh i mean I, i've definitely seen, noticed the same thing you guys have noticed and it's in the past it's kept me from putting claims in sometimes just because i'm like i don't really want to deal with all that extra if this happens and that happens kind of stuff uh yeah it would be nice if there was like a more concise way to do it but i'm not sure that it exists yeah it's like a deterrent almost you know yeah i right. i i'm in the same boat like i just like yesterday it's like i i was going through i was like before i knew i was already up to like 10 bids even though i was only bidding on like three different things or something like three or four different people or something like that mm-hmm. But I kind of like your idea of like the drop down of like here's the players I want to add here's like the order of people I'd want to drop if I can get them. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it it is a deterrent. I would say I agree with Spencer. Like if there's like four, five or six people that you want in a given week, but then it's like well if I if I am going to put in every possible combination, I'm, it's going to take me like two hours just to just to figure it all out so i'm not i'm just gonna kind of cut myself short on like the number of guys i'm bidding on or a number of bids i'm putting in yeah actually i uh, i got I, you know i really hate god i hate i have to do this i have to give you a little bit of credit eric because actually i noticed that what you would do is you'd start to drop people before waivers and i was like why would you do that and then i realized it just makes the whole process a lot more streamlined of course you have to drop someone right so that it means I mean, like, if you didn't do that, it's possible that none of your picks would go through. Yeah. But I feel like if, as long as you make enough picks, it's probably someone's gonna are gonna go through, you know. And that just yeah. makes it so much easier because you could just say, "I have an open roster spot. I can put seven bids in, and I'll just see yeah. what I get," you know. Yeah, I never really did that before until this year, and I was like, "This just makes it, like I said, this makes it easier." I feel like most weeks I'm bidding on a defense because I'm streaming them, and then like I'm dropping a defense and then picking one up, so that's fine. I can just make like. If I'm bidding on three defenses, that's just three bids. But then when I drop someone, I'm like, I'm going to get one of these six people I'm bidding on. So having an open roster spot is yep. is okay. Uh, just regarding waivers, we had one, one more thing we had wanted to highlight. Um, Hovi gets a lot of shit on the podcast for his waiver wire. His, I guess you'd say, lack of waiver wire bids in the past. Um, just wanted to give him a shout out. He's, uh, he's at $167, so he is... 
he is spending his money here. Let's look at the standings. And look Hobie's at the down money for a fab acquisition budget? That's what I'm... Good job, Hobie. Round of he's applause. Only made, he's second nice. to last in moves. He's only made three roster moves. But only three. But there is someone below him. Uh, AMAC is still at $200. And has made... One trade, but zero roster moves as far as adding or dropping players. Um, now four weeks coming up, five weeks now because you know it's it's open. He could pick up just about anyone at this point, and not a, not have unless they were dropped today or something, they wouldn't be going on waivers. Wow! Just to so round just wanted... off the uh, the top of that, the other end of the spectrum, the top top three managers by moves: Eric with twenty five, then me with fifteen. And then Spencer's tied with Curtis at 13. So we literally have the top three movers of the league in this podcast as I speak. Because we're all chasing points. We're all chasing points, baby. (laughs) That's all I do, baby. But, uh... You're not alone, Connor. (laughs) Connor, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, We had a text there with AMAC a few weeks back asking him on the pod. He didn't want to come on. But I feel like he had some he had some words for Tristan. We should have brought him up when Tristan was on the podcast, but we forgot. Um, saying like, oh, if he doesn't pick him up, we might have to kick this guy out of the league because yep. he's not getting it done. True. Uh, Amac, I feel like I mean, you got to make some moves to make your to help your team out. I mean, if if you if it was Spencer's team and Spencer had zero moves, I'd be like, well, I get it because it seems incredible. But uh, an obvious shoe in for victory. Exactly, but uh. Amax team at, at two and two, you know, I feel like there's some def, definitely some areas for improvement. Um, he did make a trade, so I'll give him that. But I can't believe that doesn't count as a move. The trade did kind of it, it gave Spencer a big boost. There's a, you know, there's a reason that we're talking about Spencer's team as kind of that uh, above all favorite, and uh, a lot of it has to do with that trade he made with Amax. So, um. You know, he's probably not going to listen to this, so he can say whatever he want about it, but uh, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Hey, I do want to shout out two other people in the league really quick while we're doing shout outs. Uh, shout out to Ben for changing his picture after we called him out on the podcast because he changed his picture to like to like the whatever the, the, the logo of like a Medical hospital. Sign, yeah. yeah. So shout out to Ben. We love uh, user engagement. Or listener engagement, excuse me. So, uh, real big shout out there. Also, um, gotta give a shout out to Tristan. Um, ESPN uh, standings has a new segment or new column called playoff percentage this year. Tristan is sitting at one percent playoff percentage. So, shout out Tristan. It's a, and I'm that's not it. that's not true though. Okay, like you know, obviously, I think one week I was twelve percent, now I'm twenty eight, so it moves. But I've never seen it as low as single digit. Never seen it as low as one percent. So that's a new one. Well, it was it was four percent last week, and it went down to one percent. I feel like he should have <laughs> he, he should have gone up because it was uh, Lance playing, right? You think? But I didn't. I didn't get it. That's a good point. Yeah, true. Actually, shit, I didn't realize that he was already in the one uh, the single digit row. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe they're just uh, not. Something must be wrong with the ESPN projections. I guess if they don't think that Trey is worthy, I feel like it should have gone up as well. To be honest. Yeah, Spencer's been all over. He's been texting me about it. Uh, oh, I think hilarious. it was, I think it was three percent yesterday, and it went down today <laughs> to one percent. If I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, Shout ESPN not showing much love. Little bit of squirts. Uh, 
not going to dive into it just starting out there you know espn obviously you know the projections maybe a little weird uh sleeper i think we should think more about it for next year just going to throw it out there just throwing it out into the into the atmosphere um i know nobody else probably plays on sleeper but uh i feel like it's a superior platform for fantasy just want to throw it out there but uh, i've heard good things i mean i i, I should say i've heard it advertised i don't know i've never actually met anyone to use it though is it, is it actually superior I, I just feel like ESPN, I it's like... I looked on Ancestry uh, and just started... It gets the job done. It's the same thing every year. There's no improvements. There's no... Nothing they're doing to make it better. I feel like Sleeper, it's a new... It's newer, obviously. It's it's evolving. Uh, there's a little more customization. Maybe some additional options we could take advantage of. Um, but no, yeah. No, I know, like Connor, you... you used it a little bit before you were kind of anti-sleeper last year because you didn't realize you could use it on your computer. Yeah, I'm a big old dummy. you can. What you can. Uh, um, but the app is actually a lot of fun. Um, you can you can nick- give nicknames to players, and even if you drop them or trade them, they'll keep that nickname until another owner changes it, which I kind of like. Um, the UI is, like, really nice. Uh, I mean, I don't know how else to really say it besides that. It's definitely, like, a, it's very clear in that, uh, you know, typically when we use these fantasy websites, they're all, like, grandfathered into the fantasy world like espn yahoo nfl.com feels like uh sleeper it was built for the fantasy world so it's definitely um the app is really nice we should take a look at it for sure yeah i mean just one thing this is super small but it bugs me every time like on the fantasy app on your phone uh whenever i check to see what happens on waivers uh, one thing I want to do is go in and like see like this week I bid forty four dollars for Alex Collins. I want to see well who is the next highest bid. If you open up the fantasy the ESPN fantasy app and you click the offers report, yeah. it just lists the, all the players who were picked up, which you could have gotten from looking at recent activity. There's nothing on there you can press to see. Like if you're on your desktop, you can go on to click the offers report and it has every offer that was made on the app. It just shows you the winning bids, which I already know from looking at other parts of the app. If I want to see what the other offers were. I either have to go on my computer and open up the desktop or open up a browser on my phone, like the Safari browser on my phone, log into Fantasy on ESPN through there. Um, again, it, it's pro- that, that this issue is probably just to me. It, it just bugs me, but it's just something no, that happens every week. It's, it, it happens uh, to me too. You're absolutely right. No, I, it's, I've noticed it as well. But I, 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 like, I think Connor put it well. Like... These these other sites that do fantasy, they were just like the kings of kind of the sports world at the time when fantasy became the thing of the internet, and they just kind of picked it up and made the platform, and then it is what it is. And sleeper is it's newer, so it's like built for for fantasy. I, I, I like how you put it, but definitely something to think about. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it, just to reiterate that again, like I, I honestly think that the ESPN app is like a, just a. In the in their minds, ESPN at Disney over there, you know, being anti-Semites and all, they wanted to streamline the browser, and so they like removed some capabilities from the browser, and then put those reduced capabilities in like a streamlined package for your phone. So there's just things you can't even do, which is crazy right. to me. Um, like I've, right. I've ever tried to put bids in on your phone, poof, sucks. Yeah. Yeah, just kind Sleeper, of throwing it out there in the in the, in the atmosphere for uh, for next season. Um, let's quickly here go through um, the waivers this week. Is there a, is there a pickup that stood out to you guys uh, that you liked? I'll start with you, Spencer. 
pick up a stood up like oh there's you know jerry had a couple of them uh you know what jerry no jerry had a couple but ben had a couple uh, ben went with uh p ryan he had for 27 uh, or somebody see if there's anyone else here jerry had cleo herder um, for zero ben also got randall cobb and uh jerry got jeff wilson jr i liked all those so, one of those one of those three i like the randall cobb pickup too that was a good one connor anything that stood out for you um, I mean, if you look at all my bids, I put $7 on McNichols, I put 6 on Perrine, 5 on Henry, 3 on Collins, 2 on Daryl Williams, and that's because I was putting them as, like, single digits until I put my actual amounts, and so they were placeholders, right? And that's what they've been <laughs> explaining as placeholders. So, I think my worst overall is giving me Jeremy McNichols for $7, like, that that's a $0 bid, easy. Um, I am happy I got Hunter Henry, though. I think that he actually has a good chunk of targets over in New England. I probably didn't need to put $5 on him. Obviously, I did because it was a placeholder bid. Um, but overall, I think the best pick of the week is going to be Alex Collins. I actually think uh, Chris Carson, not only if he misses time with this injury, but he's injury prone. And I am really shocked that Alex Collins blew past Travis Homer and DJ Dallas on the depth chart out of nowhere and is now was sharing carries in the first quarter with Chris Carson last week. I like it. Yeah, you like it because you. it's your team, you fucker. I was just looking at some things here. I noticed uh, P. Ryan went for 27. Tristan bid 26. I feel like that's two weeks in a row now. There's been like a, one of the higher bids. Tristan has missed by a dollar. That's uh, So close there. I liked my bid on Patriots defense, $7, $1 above Curtis. Going against Houston, uh, we mentioned Davis Mills's uh, quarterbacking line earlier in the podcast. You know, I feel like the Patriots kind of eat up rookie quarterbacks. They just showed, I mean, their defense looked great on Sunday. They slowed down Brady, who had been on fire. I feel like against Davis Mills, they could have a monster performance. So I was happy. I feel like they're my number one defense this week. So I was happy to get them. Uh, but let's now jump into our predictions here for week five. Uh, recapping last week, Connor with the solid week four and two. I went three and three. And uh, Tristan, six and L. Clean sweep. Uh, getting all the matchups right. Uh, that That's probably the highlight of his season so far, I would say. Fancy. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Uh, Connor, I don't, know if, I don't know if you're able to put together some names for these ones. Might have to come up with them on the, uh, on the spot here. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I, I can. Yeah, sure. I can help you out, dude. Uh, so which one? You... Let's start with your matchup. All right. Uh, yeah. Connor taking on AMAC. This is the battle of the D1 athletes. You know, as everyone knows, McCory played basketball in college. As everyone knows, I played StarCraft in college. We probably got had the same amount of groupies. Probably. Yeah. Right, not, guys? Let's not. Uh, AMAC wasn't quite D1. Let's not uh, give him too much prop. Oh, it here. wasn't? Okay. Well, uh, but collegiate athletes, athletes uh, battle between the two, and I'm going to predict myself in this matchup. And it's not because I always predict myself. It's because I earnestly believe that my team is going to never lose again. Wow. Big, big predictions. Uh, shout out to AMAC, but um, I agree with Connor on this one. I'm going I'm going with the commish to uh, to get it done. Uh, Spencer, who do you guys is sweet for Connor? Or uh, are you taking the potential upset? Clean sweep. Con is the pick. Sorry, hey, Mac. I, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely better than it was, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think Connor is going to lose it. Yeah, I think this week the Mix are going to beat the Max. 
Banks versus the Max. It's like Catholics versus convicts. Uh, <laughs> after I said that, it's a lot yeah, worse. What but... do you mean it's like Catholics versus convicts? Is that already a thing? Is that an established rivalry in the world? Yeah, you've never heard of Catholics versus convicts? I haven't, actually. Oh, I didn't realize those like, were mutually uh, exclusive. It was like Notre Dame versus Miami football in like the, I want to say the 90s. Maybe oh, I'm funny. off here, but... Uh, oh, with the U, all those the U teams? Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, shout out to AMAC. Uh, but Connor, clean sweep for you. This is two weeks in a row. You've had a clean sweep. Last week, everyone was right to pick the win over Jerry. My team's See, hot, dude. What can week. I say? I always take the over in my matchups. Uh, next matchup here, we got myself taking on Jordan. Um, I don't got any creative names for this one, so... Me neither. So uh, this is the Battle uh, of the bad golfers. <laughs> All right, I like it. I bet you Jordan's um, a better golfer than you, though, Eric. Much better. I would uh, agree with you on that one. Uh, I picked this out against myself two weeks in a row, and I was wrong both times, so uh, I can't I can't make the same mistake again. But So I'm going with myself. I feel like it's going to be a close matchup. Um, Jordan banged up a little bit, losing Montgomery. He does have Damian Williams on the roster, so that's, that's a help. Um, hopefully... I almost hope that Carson is out tomorrow because it just makes kind of Alex Collins as the lead back. This is a little more definitive than like if Carson's 50-50. Uh, I'm hoping I get Sterling Shepard back in the lineup as well. That'd be a big help. Um, so, you know, injury-wise, maybe some things that could kind of knock my team down here, but um, I'm going to pick myself just because I picked against myself two weeks in a row and I've been wrong, so can't do it again. Uh, Spencer, who are you taking in this one? I got Jordan in this one. Um, you know, Heineke's been on fire, and uh, he's got Damian Williams in there. Should be in the start. He's got James Conner scored like four touchdowns the last two games. Uh, I think Antonio Brown should be back and having a big game. So, um, yeah, I mean, Hurts has been off. He's got a lot of good players. Jordan's team is solid. Uh, so I think Jordan pulls it out this week. Honor. Uh, one one here. Who are you taking? I'm taking Jordan, dude. I think it's about time that the Mr. Four O gets his first loss of the season. I'm so tired of having to go on this podcast and talk to Eric when he has a good team. It's the worst thing ever. It's it was bad when you won the championship, and now that you're four O, like it's just frustrating. So come on, Jordan, you can do it, man. League is uh league is in Jordan's favor this week. Uh, two one there. Now our next matchup, we got Curtis taking on Jerry. Um, Connor, you got a good name for this? Uh, I don't. All right, the uh, nameless matchup here. This is the Battle of the Tall Guys Volume Two version. Version Two. Going off uh, last week's matchup, I am gonna. In this one, I'm gonna go. Man, this is close. I'm gonna go with Curtis. Wow. Uh. Jerry's team, both of them, I feel like their teams have just been really up and down this year. That's kind of how I describe both of them. Um, Jerry, the running back situation, we mentioned it last podcast, it, it got even worse kind of since the last podcast. Tyson Williams was inactive, a healthy scratch by the Ravens. That was obviously, you know, the first couple of weeks, that was a big back for him. Damian Harris was going against the Bucks. He has the Texans this week, so a better matchup there. But uh, Patriots backfield is kind of a hard one to read. Elijah Mitchell, who knows with him, he was out. He's been out for two weeks. Um, he's questionable for this game. That would obviously 
even him, if he's healthy, who knows like what's going to happen with the 49ers backfield. Trey Sermon looked pretty solid against the Seahawks. I wouldn't say good enough to definitively take over the job, but um, it's just one of those ones you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, obviously, the receivers are great. Some of them have kind of been down. C.D. Lamb, some rough weeks. Robert Woods hadn't been good, but he caught a late touchdown to kind of bail himself out last week. Um, the quarterbacks are obviously there for Jerry, but I still feel like that running back play is kind of hampering him down. Um, Curtis's team, you know, suffered some injuries. He lost Chark. Will Fuller goes on IR, but I feel like his receivers are still pretty strong. And um, Miles Sanders not a great running back too, but definitely, definitely a lot of worse options you could have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with him. Uh, Connor, who are you taking? Yeah, man, this one's gonna be tough. I mean, I think talent-wise, both teams are are fairly equal. Um, looking at their overall averages so far through four weeks, Jerry scores on average two more points than Curtis, um, which is pretty darn close to one another. I, looking at the matchups, actually, I think Curtis has a lot of really good matchups, but also has a lot of really bad matchups. So I really like Marvin Jones this week, especially with DJ Chark going to be out for a bit. Josh Allen, the build, that's probably going to be a shootout against the Chiefs on Sunday night. Uh, but unfortunately, he's got Brandon Cooks against the Patriots. I mean, that's just going to be real tough. Uh, I'm not a big believer in Chase Claypool this year, especially when you um, have Big Ben at quarterback against the Broncos. So a couple tough matchups. I'm going to take Jerry this week. All right, Spencer, you got to break the tie here. Who are you taking? I'm going to second uh, Connor. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Jerry's team as well. Uh, they are very well evenly matched, and there's good matchups for both teams. Um, I don't know. See, this, is, this, is a, this is a tough one because both teams have such great receivers, and kind of running backs are not really as strong or have been not been as strong so far this year. But... I don't know. As far as Jerry's team, I see like Robert Woods and CeeDee Lamb being like bounce back type guys. Diggs and Matt Caff are always solid. And I mean, if Josh Allen is, does work, then Diggs is probably going to do work. So that'll end up helping Jerry. Uh, and True. So it kind of blocks, it blocks him a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, or, that's a really good point. Basically, if Josh Allen has a good game, more likely than not, so is Diggs. Probably better, right? Because I feel like Diggs is just a target whore on that offense. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, obviously the receiver points, in terms of, like, one game, a receiver is going to score more points potentially on a big game than a QB maybe. But over time, QBs obviously score a lot more. But, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Connor. Jerry, uh, Jerry takes this one, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. This, this is probably one of the closer matches of the week, though. It's going to be – I could, yeah, I, I could see it really going either way. And it's, it's – I could see it come down as, you know, less than 10 points. Uh, Spencer, you got a we're calling this one our match of the week. Huge game here, you versus Hovi. Um, both teams three and one, I think. Right? Should know this, true, but uh, true. yeah, both teams at three and one. Hovi, the top scorer in the league. You're third, but just a couple points behind Jordan. Not too far off of Hovi. Um, Connor, you've been talk, you've been giving Spencer all the praise all all podcasts. Are, are you gonna pick him? So, I mean, first of all, this has to be our matchup of the week. I mean, we have two veteran hitters of fantasy, two stalwarts of the EEIG League in general, um, and I'm sure two Muckletown heroes. Um, Hobie's got a, such a fantastic squad. He always does. He loves that Kelsey-Mahomes connection. But unfortunately, he's running into an immo immovable object this week, which is Spencer's team. Spencer's team's not – it's shooting all the way to the moon – 
there, I feel like there's. We should just give the championship now. I got Spencer. High praise again from Connor. Uh, Spencer, are you taking yourself in this one? I wish I had half the confidence in my team that Connor has in my team. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not taking myself. I'm taking. I'm taking Hobie in this. Oh, one, you pussy. <laughs> I'm taking a book, I mean, a page out of Harrison's book. You know, you got, you got a, you got a, I you can't be jinx. jinx. You can't be going exactly. You can't be jinxing your team. You gotta, you gotta put a little, uh, you know, soft mojo out there. I'm not gonna, I'm not expecting my team to go too crazy, but if they do, hey, I'll take it. It's whatever. But I don't know. Hobie, Hobie's team, it, like you said, they're they're already the highest scoring team in the league. So I mean, I don't know why my team is considered that much superior to that. Uh, but you know. I'll take it. I guess I, I, I like I like the fact that people like my team, but Hobie's team has already scored more points, and he has a huge advantage at tight end. Like Travis Kelsey was such a good pick in terms of like how much money he paid for him. Uh, it's yeah, nuts. It is nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hobie too. I, this is another one's gonna be close, but I I just like the big positions for Hobie, like Mahomes and Kelsey against Buffalo. You mentioned that game; it's probably gonna be a shootout. You gotta like both those guys in that one. Zeke against the Giants. You know, Zeke's had some really good games these last couple of weeks after a slow start. And going against the Giants, I feel like that's a super solid matchup. Uh, Mike Evans against Miami. Uh, even like looking at his flex, Corey Davis against Atlanta. I feel like that's a chance for a big game from him. Kirk Cousins, his second quarterback, who's been phenomenal going against Detroit. Um, Got to really like that matchup. I feel like that's, you know, specifically like the quarterbacks, Kelsey and Zeke. I mean, those are his, his heavy hitters. All of them have really great matchups. So I'm going to go with Hobie. And uh, a couple more to break down here. We got Ben taking on Tristan. Um, Connor, I'll start with you again. Who are you going to take in this one? Man, this is, uh, I think, another close matchup. Oh, just kidding. Tristan's playing. So I got Ben. Yeah, I mean, this one, uh, a lot is going to depend on the status of Jimmy G and whether he goes. If he is out, that obviously is a massive boost for Tristan compared to in the OP spot getting Lance over um, one of many kind of just lottery tickets. He's kind of plugging in at that spot. Um, I think, but even if Lance plays, I'm going to go with Ben in this one. This think uh, overall he has the better team. Uh, there's just a lot of an ear for Tristan. Lance's status, if McCaffrey's, McCaffrey was limited today in practice, if he comes back, um, but I'm going to kind of stick with more with the certainty of Ben's team um, in this one. Spencer, are we making a sweep, or are you going to take uh, Tristan? Um, I think we have to go to sweep on that one. Uh, it's, Ben's running backs are just better. And, I mean, quarterbacks, it, it depends if Lance plays. Uh, but I don't know. I, I Like you said, the, the safer pick is definitely Ben's team, so I got to go with Ben. It seems low-key sneaky, sneaky good, to be honest with you. Yeah, so kind of some underperforming players, like some bigger names for Ben, like Calvin Ridley, you mentioned, is like wide rec- in near wide receiver 30. Julio Jones hasn't been great. Deontay Johnson and T. Higgins were banged up. Um, but obviously, when they're healthy, they're both super solid. His running backs, I feel like he didn't spend a ton on them. They weren't like the big, big money spenders, but both of them have been incredible. DeAndre Swift is like a top 10 running back. Najee Harris has like a hundred. He's he's passing like his just his passing game has been great. He gets dumped. Big Ben can't throw downfield, so he just gets dumped downs all the time. So just getting the receiving for him 
has been good. Like Leonard Fournette has become the lead back in Tampa Bay, so that's a great flex. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Looking at Ben, he's definitely got a, a team at two and two could make a lot of noise. And uh, we got him in the clean sweep here. Our last matchup here, we got Joe taking on Chris. Um, I'll pick this one. We, you know, Chris searching for that first win. Um, I, I don't think it's going to come this week. I'm going to go with Joe. A uh, big week for Joe last week. You know, Saquon Barkley, the first two weeks was kind of not really sure how it was looking, but these last two weeks really turned around. He's looking like that RB1 that you draft him as. Derrick Henry, obviously, every week he's going to give you a big performance. And uh, just looking at Chris's team, that Dalvin Cook injury, I feel like it looks like something it's going to link. He's going to play through it, but it's just kind of kind of going to linger, which uh, obviously is a huge hit to his teams because he's one of those guys you want to have healthy to have those massive performances. But if he's, you know, has a lingering injury, that hurts you. Um, he lost Logan Thomas this week as well, so a little banged up for Chris. Um, I'm going to go with Joe on this one. Spencer, you kind of teased your pick earlier, but give us a definitive answer. I think, uh, I think Chris breaks a snide this, this week. Uh, there are the injuries, obviously, but he doesn't have uh, – he's got Madison. So, I mean, if Cook ends up – hopefully – it's kind of a pain having Cook be, like, playing but not actually out. Like, it'd be nice yeah. if it was one of, the one of those kind of – yeah, kind of an in or out type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, so, you kind of feel for him there. But his other guys – I mean, he lost Thomas, but he's got uh, – Jared Cooks. I mean, I don't think that's too big of a, a, a downgrade. For sure. Uh, and then I mean, his receivers are solid. So I, I, I think I think this is the week. And Justin Herbert's always been always having good. Who's he played? Cleveland. Cleveland. Ooh. So it's a little bit of a tougher matchup. But... It's a tougher matchup. You're right. But it, I mean, I think there'll be points. To be honest with you, like it, it was a slower. Uh, it was like fourteen seven last week. I think was their game. But I would imagine there's gonna be more points than that. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh. Connor, you gotta break the tie here. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm taking Chris. Now I, I know that he, you know Chris doesn't listen to the podcast. I know that if he did, he would know that we owe him twenty four dollars. But since he hasn't listened, we don't owe him that money yet. Um, I I really got to point out a couple things with this matchup. Number one, what a great matchup between two great team names. I would win if I had a kicker versus boners while I poo. Great team names, honestly. All of us should strive to have team names as good as Joe and Chris this week. And I'm disappointed in everyone for not bringing it to the same level that these two managers have. Um, one thing I don't like about Chris's team, although I do think I'm with Spencer, I think he's going to break the t- uh, the drought this week and get his first win. Because, you know, I don't I this might come as a shock, but I don't think Joe's going to drop 233 points. I think he's no. a, <laughs> I think that Chris is a little too reliant on. Colts wide receivers right now he's starting Pittman and Pascal uh, I would not want to be in that position although they seem to accrue some targets and some points it just seems uh, like that's not an offense that I would really want to be touching too much and I also want to note that uh, I was talking to Chris before the draft this summer and I told him he was asking me about stuff we were talking football and I mentioned I was really high on Michael Pittman this year and then he outbid me for him in, during the draft show Shout out to Chris for using my own information against me. Brutal. It's uh, looking at Chris's roster here. Uh, still holding on hope for uh, old Deshaun Watson. Uh, 
you want to give any any analysis on not rostering? Any uh, what do you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking there? Uh man, I wouldn't do it. I feel all like right. I mean, so so there's I feel like first of all, he wants to be he requested a trade. The Texans aren't going to play him, right? Nothing's going to happen. They can't. Okay, other managers don't under they can't realize his trade value until they know about what's going on with him sexually assaulting all these masseuses in the um, Houston metropolitan area or flying them in. I guess I heard there were some stories about that too. Um, so basically, it's all coming down to what's going to happen in the courts, and we're in the we're a quarter of the way through the season. I feel like it's not going to be resolved anytime soon. Even if he does get traded. He, he's not going to know the offense of wherever he goes right away, right? So let's say he gets traded in four weeks. I mean, they're not going to play him the week after. He's not a running back who so can just fill in. I don't know. I feel like, Chris, if you listen to the podcast, I know you don't, but if you did, I would tell you to drop Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it sounded like there's two teams that were kind of the most interested. One was Philly, and the other was Miami. Philly has taken their name out of the hat. So now just Miami as a potential landing spot. But uh, I can't see anything happening. So I'd probably agree with Connor's advice. I would say if, if we had head coach spots rostered uh, in the starting lineup in our league, Chris's head coach would be Urban Meyer. <laughs> how does that work? So if the team wins, you get points? I think so. I think it's how it's done. Spencer, have you done that before? I have not, no. I've done so IDP one time, but uh, head coaching never. A uh, couple more things before we wrap up the pot here. Uh, as the official promoter of Hobie in the 1v1 basketball game uh, against Connor, December, what's the date? Uh, December 11th, I believe. December 11th, Camiac High School. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I've see, been uh, working with my client here. He's, you know, he's he's been in the gym running sprints, getting up jumpers in preparation for this must-anticipated uh, one-on-one matchup against Connor. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, I feel like too many people are disrespecting the skills of our, our man Hove here and his basketball skills. Uh, you almost forgot, you know, Boys and Girls Club legend that he is. You know, easy 15, 20, 30-point-per-game score, three-level three score. You know what that is, Connor? Uh, yeah, he can score at all three levels. Yeah, unlike yourself, you know, he can take it outside the three-point line, an incredible jump shot. Spencer can attest to that. Uh, mid-range, you know, he'll, he'll give you a crossover, one-step shimmy, bucket, and he'll put you know he'll put you in the post, too. Because, uh, you know, middle school, Eric Hovey, all about 5'7", 5'8", was the starting center of Harper Point Middle School. Um you know, Connor claims himself the box out king here, but uh Hovey undersized center was, you know, putting six foot six people to shame uh, as an as a middle schooler here. As a as a all area middle school center. Hey, wait a minute. Alright, if the matchup if the one on one matchup was you taking three point shots, which everyone knows that you'd miss all of them, and it was to see who could get the rebound, me or Hovey, I would win hands down, not even close. Now, I've heard he's a good basketball player, and that's not the matchup that we're doing, right? We're actually playing basketball. So it's not. It's going to be probably a, an even match, or maybe he'll kick my butt. But if it came down to only rebounding, I would have the edge. You know, you just, just 
say y'all must have forgot about his his skills as a you know now he's a guard but undersized center he's played that role too you, you know you think you're the box out king but hovey's controlled he's controlled the perimeter he's controlled the post against at all levels dude and you're uh, calling hovey an undersized center the dude's an undersized guard what are you talking about dude he's undersized everything and, uh, dude he's like five foot eight right the disrespect being shown across the league to Hovey's basketball skills is is laughable. And uh, on December thirteenth, uh, he will prove all. He will December eleventh <laughs> at KMAC High School. He will prove all of you wrong. Spencer, if you had to put five dollars on me or Hovey, who would you put it on? If it was tomorrow, or if it was like in in the game. If it was tomorrow, how about let's do tomorrow and then let's do it December eleventh. Uh, all right. If it was tomorrow, I would say ones and twos. Ones and twos, yeah, two eleven. I think Hovey gets you tomorrow. Mm. And I think Hovey gets you at the game. <laughs> if I'm putting my money on it, <laughs> I think that's where I'm going. Damn. All right. I gotta get. I gotta find my own promoter. I feel like Chris is my promoter. But he doesn't even listen to the podcast, so that's not a good sign. I'm gonna have to fire his ass. Chris, where you at? Do you gotta step up? Gotta make twenty four dollars and be Connor's promoter. Uh, you know, last week we debuted life advice. I feel like it was a it was a solid segment. Um, we did get a a voicemail from one of our listeners here. Uh, I don't know if I can share my screen here. Did you did you forward this to me over email? I did forward it to you in case okay. you need to play it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try to play it here and see if you guys can hear it. All right, let's do it. Um, what if I go watch stream? Let's try that. First time caller. Oh yes, did you guys, oh, I can. Did you hear I, that? Uh, go back. Start it over. Can you want me to play it? Yeah. Hey there, long-time yeah. listener, first-time caller. We can hear it. <laughs> uh, want your perspective on Urban Meyer. I'm irate. Urban Meyer, I hear coach from Jaguars, his his boy Lawrence behind center, absolute shit. And here, here comes Urban Meyer just grinding up on some co-ed at a college bar named after himself. What precedent does that set? What precedent does that set for the team, for his rookie quarterback? Oh, did we lose him? What happened? I can't hear it. Yeah, looks, like, uh, we, looks like we might have lost our call here, but I uh, appreciate the call. He's, you know, he's a little irate about the actions of old Urban here. I think, uh, I think it needed to load a little bit more. It looks like you need to update your internet, Eric. Uh <laughs> Man, I can't believe. Yeah, that's a, what a great question. Thank you, caller, uh, anonymous, unknown caller from Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, expand, yeah. Appreciate it. Clearly, the podcast is making waves in America, and our viewership is expanding across state lines. I gotta be honest sure. here. I feel like uh, I feel like this thing's totally overblown. You know, like it's just dudes being dudes. Like. Yeah, okay, we all have responsibilities in life. Yeah, we all got to pay our bills. Some of us got to raise kids. You know, some of us are coaches of NFL teams. But at the end of the day, man, dudes want to be dudes. And we want to go, you know, finger blast some 30-year-old chick at my own bar. 
and make sure I get my ring finger around her booty hole. I feel like everything's fine with that, you know? It's just, uh, it's just guys being guys. Yeah, the mirror's dudes being dudes. It's just locker room talk. And uh, I feel like, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a married man, but, uh, you know, he can take some notes too. He's a dude. He can be a dude if he wants to. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, some people say maybe Urban thought it was Trevor Lawrence who was grinding up on him just because of the hair. But uh... honestly, Trevor Lawrence is not a dude. Trevor Lawrence is a guy. All right. He's got to work on himself to become a dude. Right. And part of working on himself to become a dude is accepting his coach being a dude. He has a great mentor to learn from and how to be a dude. So that's why the Jags need to keep Urban Meyer. Around. Did you see my favorite part of that story, though? Once again, shout out to our anonymous caller who, sorry, we only listened to 80% of your voicemail. Uh, my favorite part of that was that Urban Meyer was wearing his Ohio State gear in the video. Yeah. And then, uh, that's I don't embarrassing. Know if you saw this. That's honest, like that is embarrassing. He was wearing like a red jacket with like the Ohio State logo on it. And then, like, the next day, the Ohio State coach, Ryan Day, had a press conference and he was wearing the exact same jacket. <laughs> That's just that's just man. You got to be rocking your current team, okay? I know that you obviously loved and lost, and that's the hardest thing to do in this world, Urban. But you got to move on. You're you're the coach of the Jags now. Uh, again, we thank our listener from Jacksonville for calling in. I uh, got a, an email question here, uh, Spencer. You're part of this one, so good thing we have you on. It says. Uh, Congrats, congrats on the baby, Eric. What's it like being a father of three now with Spencer calling you daddy for trade values? <laughs> Spencer, any thoughts on that question? Uh, well, I think I can figure out who potentially that came from. Uh, just, just, just a guess. Uh, he might only have a single-digit percent chance of making the playoffs at this point. Uh, and not only a single-digit, it's going down for, by the minute. So it might be like a point single-digit by the end of this podcast. <laughs> we haven't reached the lower limit. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not sure. We're not sure what exactly. Uh, you know, it might be Kelvin by the time that this is over. <laughs> but uh, as far oh, uh, just just so we can hit our uh, Abby Larson quota. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Let's let me update the counter. Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Now, I know how it feels. <laughs> Except it's actually true with me. I, I got it. Never it never happened. Okay, I got to break this up because Eric said that on an earlier podcast, and immediately afterwards, after the podcast, I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that happened." And Eric was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I did. I just said it." <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 never happened. <laughs> never happened. Not a thing. You heard but, it from the source. Heard it from the source. Oh god, too good. I got to say, on the trade values, you know, I mentioned it last week. If you don't like my perceived trade values, find someone else to trade with. And, uh, you know, I've made a lot of trades in this league, and I feel like uh, most of the time uh, my team has benefited greatly because of them. So, obviously, my trade values uh, have worked out. So, um, I think there's something to be said about that as well. So, uh, anonymous listener emailing in. Uh you know, maybe maybe you have something to learn from the Eric trade values uh, as well. Uh, Connor, any, any, anywhere you want to chime in on this one? You know, well said. I do have to say uh, one thing. Um, shout out. So, obviously, someone's making fun of Spencer 
for going to you for trade advice, right? But I also have heard through the grapevine that Spencer volunteers his time to help out some of those who are less fortunate in the league and when they're unaware of someone in their starting lineup who may or may not be out. And I've heard that Spencer reaches out to these people and assists them. Maybe someone who doesn't have a win yet in the league who also doesn't listen to the podcast. So just quick shout out to Spencer for taking care of those less fortunate. You know, I gotta help. You gotta bring bring people along with you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, That's probably you could probably uh, use that as like a volunteer um, thing for your tax write-offs. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, no. The, the the thing the thing that bugged me about that again with Tristan, right? Because uh, like obviously we know who this 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 anonymous emailer is. Uh, I just happened to ask Eric like before we had I, I was talking to Tristan about trades. I was like. The one trade I asked him was was Brandon Ayuk and uh, Henry Ruggs for Derek Carr, and Eric's like, oh, I don't know if that'd be enough, and that was literally the one, right? And so uh, I thought it was funny because that was one the, the one that he ended with, and so I was just like, oh, haha, you know, Eric and I already talked about that, and then that turned into like, oh, Erickson's values are like your values and like. You you don't have your own opinions or whatever. I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. He, he he. It was kind of funny because he he, he said that I uh, I think his exact words were I was unhinged. But then the the text messages he re- he he read were like so benign. They were like, oh, I I want CMC or something like that. I was like, okay, but I mean, if that was the unhinged part, whatever. I mean, what are you gonna do? You gotta, you gotta release the unhinged part, Tristan. You don't, you don't just release some random thing about me being nice. That doesn't make sense. That's not how it works. Not how it works. No, there's, there's, there's deal makers in this league, and there's deal breakers. You know, the ones who hold the most correct values are usually the deal, the deal makers. So, I'll not to mention. Not to mention, Tristan is using the values from a web, uh, from the, the free values from a website that you have a subscription to. So, good, 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 good luck, Tristan. I swear to God, too, they have different uh, predict projections and trade values if you go to the free version versus the paid. I swear to God. Oh, most definitely, and it, he, he's just using like one trade value, one one person's trade value calculator as like his entire. Uh, basis for everything. So, hey, good luck, man. Hopefully, it works out for you. But you're like 150 points behind the guy, uh, the, the next lowest score. So, that's fired. Yeah, I mean the the fancy pros, uh, the the free one is like a. I don't think it's that valuable because it's like it doesn't take into account to like your roster construction or your league size or anything like that. It's probably just going off like a 10 team standard size league. Mm-hmm. So the values are going to be much different than ours that's like a much deeper two quarterback league and uh if you do pay for fantasy pros you get like a trade analyzer it like you can sync however many leagues you're in you can sync them all into the playbook is what it's called and it's great i obviously i use it um it's like 50 bucks a year i think if you i mean i play in seven leagues so it's it's nice to have um I think even if you're just in a couple, I think it's 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 worth the money. So just throwing it out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one last question here to wrap up the pod for more of our listeners here. How much is too much fantasy football? 
does such a thing exist? Yeah, I think uh, seven leagues is too much. Depends if you're winning or losing, man. If you're if you have seven teams, and you're winning all of them. I mean, you know. No, I, I think realistically, yeah, it's like if you're if you're winning or if you're having fun, you know. That's true. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, if you're enjoying it, then. But yeah, winning also kind of important. Yeah, and I think part of at least personally, part of my enjoyment from fantasy comes from winning, um, which is why I've been so depressed these past couple years. Um, but I do think that like if you enjoy fantasy then you do it as much as you can, you know? I mean, is there too much working out? Like, is it possible to bang too many whores? I mean, I guess. But if you're having you, fun, yeah. you know. Yeah, as long, as long as you don't get chlamydia, you're good. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess chlamydia's fine. Anything That's lasting. treatable, yeah. Lasting, lasting diseases. Yeah, syphilis you know? is fine. Um, crabs are fine. You can get rid of that. Like... Al Capone died of syphilis, though, right? Did he really? I think he died of syphilis. That's gotta I? suck, dude. You're like an all-time badass. You have like a Tommy gun. You waste people in the mafia. You die of syphilis. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. That's a tough one. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Seriously. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's. I guess to each their own for this question. For me, I mean, seven is. I didn't start the year thinking like oh, I'm gonna be in seven leagues. This kind of happened. Um, I like to be. I'm not. I'm. I'm a. Uh, so just like all of your children, it just kind of happened. Exactly, it happens with a lot of things in my life. Apparently, I'm I'm kind of in the boat now of like the standard like one quarterback, two wide receiver, two running back in a flex leagues. I I I don't want to be in part of it. I'm in like one. It's like a fam Jared Jared's family league, so that that's that's why I'm in it. Um, but the, all the other leagues I'm in, like our league is obviously expanded roster. I'm in. Uh, three dynasty leagues with like huge rosters and uh, roster construction as far as lineups. I'm in like a, a guillotine league, which is pretty fun, and uh, like a hundred team winner take all league. Like all the all the ones I'm in are like totally different formats. That kind of spices it up for me. That's kind of makes it a lot more enjoyable on my end. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've even heard of a guillotine league. Is that when if you if you lose your entire roster goes on waivers? Yeah, so this one is like sixteen teams in the league, and then there's like five leagues, so there's however many teams. Um, and so yeah, it's like the a standard guillotine is like the lowest scoring team is out, so all that team's players just go on the waivers, and then um, you have like whatever two hundred dollars fab budget, and then it's just waivers every week. Um, wow. That'd be insane. So yeah, so like every week there's like big names going on waivers, obviously. And so you gotta kinda oh, choose when you decide to spend your money. Like uh I was in one a few years ago and like the first week the guy with Dalvin Cook lost. So I spent like I can't remember if it was my whole budget, but it was like pretty close to it. I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna grab Dalvin Cook. And uh I think I, I ended up making it was like sixteen teams I ended up making it's like third or fourth. Nice. And like by the end, like hardly anyone has money, so like there's a lot of good players who are going for like a couple bucks or like even free just because no one has any money. Um, this one yeah, I'm in yeah. now is like it takes the two lowest scoring team each each week, and then those teams face each other the next week in a head to head, and then <laughs> whoever loses that, then their team is out. So like the first week there was no one new on waivers, but now every week there's uh, big names coming on to waivers. 
So it kind of gives you like, it's kind of like a second chance. You're the lowest scoring, one of the lowest scoring teams one week, you get the next week to bounce back. You got to beat that team who was also down there with you. So I think like my team this year, I have Dak and Zeke. Uh, week two, Dak had like seven points and Zeke didn't do anything. So I was like in the lowest, lowest bottom two. But then the next week they had like a huge week. And so I, my team, so I won. So I'm back in. So it's pretty fun. Um, That's if cool you haven't done it before, I I recommend trying it out. It does sound fun. You think it is, there's ever possibility where we do like multiple leagues for EEIG? Like we have a main league, and then we have like a guillotine league that's running concurrently. Does that sound crazy? No, I mean we have. I I would be open to it. I don't know about other members of the league. Like we do the fan duel now. Not everyone plays in that, but that's kind of, that's another aspect of fantasy. That's great. Yeah. I, I got to yeah. stop playing that. I'm just hemorrhaging money on fans. God damn. It's only $5 a week. I lose a um, lot. I I think I, it's, I, I enjoy the daily fantasy as well. Um, I know Spencer does too. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, dynasty is obviously a di- totally different monster. Um, but I mean, I'm in a couple, I'm in a, a few of those would be another another thing we could try out, but I don't hate the idea. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fully with it if uh, we decide to go that way. This 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 uh, guillotine thing sounds sick. So maybe yeah, maybe something we could try next year. I don't know if if you if you sound interested, maybe something we can talk about in a Discord. Yeah, maybe like a twenty dollar uh, league on the side. Same all the same managers, but it's a guillotine league. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'd be. Awesome. Uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Spencer, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, Great Spencer. Thanks for stopping by, dude. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. It's pretty rare that we get like a future winner on the show, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing for you. Uh, I, I don't know. It, you, eventually, when everyone goes comes on at some point, right? So you, you have to have a winner at some point, right? It's just like that's true. math. I mean, I mean, yeah, I was the winner last year. I mean, I'm on every week, so, you know, you were blessed last year. Yeah, I'll be watching your career with great interest, Spencer. Oh, much appreciated. i got to make a few more trades before this uh, the season's done to to really round up the roster, I you think. You want Curtis Samuel? I do not want Curtis Samuel, but I appreciate the effort. All right, yeah, I don't want to. All you got to do is make a better offer than Tristan. <laughs> not difficult. <laughs> uh Connor, any parting words for the listeners? Any parting words? Uh, nothing. To, actually, I do have some parting words. Um, before we end the podcast, I'd like to uh, read from the book of Eric, chapter 4, verse 2. Um, <clears throat> well, I fool around sometimes, I do. When a girl seduces me and tells me all these hot stories and dirty things and tells me how much she wants to suck on me and take my shoes off and licks my feet and touches me, when I'm in a limousine, she takes off all her clothes. The limo driver said, what is going on? And she started sucking me on the way to Mr. Croon's house. And I thank her. I thank her for making me feel good. Sir, the question was, is this your handwriting? That is an excerpt from Donald Sterling's court case in 2002. And I was reminded of it recently. So shout out, Mr. Sterling. Hope you're getting your dick sucked somewhere. That was a shout out, Donald. Shout out to Mr. Crone. Yeah, what is up with people named Donald who are uh, of lower quality? What's up with that? 
I mean, lower quality, that's debatable. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably should talk politics on the pod. One more party words for me. It is that that expert reminded me of this of a great tweet, an all-time tweet. Just wanted to bring it up from Sugar Ray Twenty, aka Ray Allen. His tweet says, "I'm getting there." Period. When you masturbate, think about my tongue or your clit, and switching back and forth from my dick to my tongue. Classic accidental tweet. Just never forget those party words from the great former supersonic great Ray Allen. Love it. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll <laughs> catch you next week. See you guys.